like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Everybody, uh, welcome to another episode of Pretty Messed Up iHeartRadio podcast. Um, I'm AJ McLean, and I'm looking at the gorgeous, stunning—not you this time, Renee. I know. Uh, Share Bear herself, Miss <laughs> Cheryl Burke. Yeah, yeah, Cheryl, Share Bear, and now I'm looking at the handsome and yet somewhat gorgeous. distinguished and gorgeous <laughs> Renee Elizondo. Hello. What's up, buddy? Good, good, um, good. Love being here with you guys. I got to yeah, tell you. Yeah, man. You know, um We love you. We I I literally I seriously whenever I'm like stressing out, I think of your voice. Oh my god. That yes. can be taken in so many different ways. Totally, no, but yeah. not like that. Only More like a way. zen type. Okay, yeah, you know. You know. Only one way to take yeah, it. Yeah. Well. So, listen, you know, um First of all, I just want to say thank you to everyone that has subscribed to the podcast. Thank you so yes. much. Um, thank you. Make sure you give us five stars. Pretty, pretty, please. Or whatever uh, you think we deserve. Yeah, Don't you know, if pressure one, them, AJ. One or two is fine as no, well. No, I That's think fine. five is the only option on there. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. Let's just shoot for five. Shoot for the stars. Why not? Um, <laughs> speaking of shooting for the stars, no pun intended, but uh, tonight was... Surreal. Um, Amazing. It was a great night uh, for myself and Share Bear. Um, it's funny and it, and it's very ironic because when we were in rehearsals um, doing some like last minute little audio deals and whatnot to go along with our package, one of the things that was said, Cheryl said to me, okay, if, if we get a nine, a single nine, just one, she will join the BSB Army officially and be a 100, totally. 100 million percent on board Backstreet Boys fan. So 
Not only did we, we got get three one, nines, we got three nines tonight, wow. which is now I'm uh, stuck. I'm kidding. I know, yo, you are definitely well, stuck. The, the BSB army. I, it would be my honor, seriously, well, and privilege to be a part of your army of Backstreet they, Boys. They're fans. strong. They are strong. They're strong and they're Very international. Yeah. Yes, international. They are extremely loyal. Um, you yeah. also got some fans I see from Brazil, and they're like, we wish you would have done a Brazilian samba. I wish that I can actually learn how to do a Brazilian samba. I don't really know how. So there is such such a thing, apparently. Okay. There is. There's a way of like doing a bachicada, which is like that, you know, at the end when we yeah, yeah. did a version of that. So there's a way of doing it the Brazilian way. Is a bachicada what I call the fuga de chao? Is that the same thing or is it or no, that something else? No, two okay. different things. And that's okay. called a botafogo. Yeah, but a botafogo. So <laughs> bo, bo, bo de chao, is that no. that Brazilian that's restaurant? That's that restaurant, restaurant where they come around with meat on a stick. Chao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how many sambas are there? What do you mean? You said there's a Brazilian zamba. Sam- there's only two. There's, two. There's the one that we have made up in the ballroom world, and then there's where it originally came from in oh. uh, Brazil, from oh, Brazil. Gotcha. Oh, fun facts with Cheryl Burke. Thank right? you for joining. Just taught you, taught you something again. Nice, nice little FF, a fun fact, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, you know, I was a little bit bummed. Well, not a little bit bummed. Let me just say I'm, I was a lot bummed that – my boy Vernon oh, went home tonight. I know. He, Vernon, I'm so sorry, bro. I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to you, but I know that we will stay in touch and hopefully do some movies together. And he was the sweetest, sweetest man. Um, it, I was shocked to see who was in the bottom two, period. Well, normally uh, football players don't leave this early on in the competition, so that's a shock in itself, right? Yeah. Like normally you either have a football player – who is making the final or at least the semifinal, not right. and then after, um, going home midway. And then after Johnny's amazing score last week, and then I know tonight. But this is what I say to you every time. So it's a clean crazy. slate. It's it's actually a clean slate. It oh, doesn't I, even matter. I could not believe you more now. I mean, it was, but I, I was shocked. it's not a clean slate as far as the memories of the judges go. I mean, right. they still know what to compare. That you you're being compared to yourself. There's no yeah. other way on this competition. Um, so let me ask you guys. Let me let me ask you guys. Um, at this stage, what's been the biggest shocker? I, I'm just curious as a as a fan. Like, who has made it further, or who was out sooner than you guys expected? Vernon. Uh, Vernon. Vernon. Uh, Vernon was a shock. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, Jesse, a little bit. Yeah, because both both Jesse and Vernon, per the judges' comments, they said to them both that they were improving every week. They were you know slow and steady, and so both of those were a bit of a shock, I think, to everybody. But this proves that it's the journey. It's these packages that air before your dance that make people either want to ride along or right. not. Wow. Completely, because you know you and I have talked about this, Cheryl. Is that it's. Yes, it's about this is a dancing show, sure. But at the epicenter of this, it's not really only about the dancing. Yeah. It is about the journey. It's yeah. about mm-hmm. discovering and what whether you're discovering more about yourself or you're laying out more of yourself for America to really see who you really are because a lot of the people that are on these shows, you know them from TV or from politics or from music and that's all that you know. You don't know right. 
the in-depth. But you want, I mean, I've also told you from the beginning to be vulnerable. Like you have to be able to show that side of you because uh, you're walking into a world that is not your world. And so for, it doesn't matter what you do as far as the celebrities go. It's about how you live up to the challenge of becoming a ballroom dancer. Absolutely. There's a question that I've been thinking about, Cheryl. Do you know like when people dog sit and they <laughs> get attached to the dog? <laughs> Yes, like I mean, I'm not sitting, but yes, I. Do you do dog. you you have to keep keep yourself from getting too attached to totally. the dancer, right? I because used to you do know. that in relationships. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. It was like <laughs> I'm miserable, but I'm so attached to you, totally. I can't let you go. You treat me yeah. like crap, but that's okay. Totally. Yep. Yeah, but that was back in the days of not really having much self worth, and that's sorry, Renee. Go ahead. Changed. No, no, no. That, that I think you got to the question, which was, do you end up finding yourself getting attached to the dancer in a, you know, a yeah. da- dancer kind of way? And it then depends you- on sometimes. Yes, sometimes. Absolutely not. I cannot wait to get eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. Um, no, of course, it's never but it's never, um, you know, it's very rare that you bond right on a different level, sure. knowing that you guys are going to be friends afterwards. Like I can say that about Jack Osborne. Um, and Emmett Smith, you know, but like still like Emmett was more of like a older brother figure than anything. Jack was just like a buddy, like me and AJ, you know, but that's three out of 23 partners I've had. Hey buddy. (laughs) So also you and AJ, I, I, I think you guys have to work through a lot of challenges, right? I mean, Oh my God. Every week. Yeah, it's like she said, it's different every week. When you walk into a new dance, it's a clean slate. It's like learning how to walk again. I feel like freaking Bambi. And it's, it's, but you know what? But you need to start finding patterns so we don't go through well, the Bambi no, process. Well, I, I want to follow the same <laughs> pattern that I did this week, which you're the right. one that hit the nail on the head. So I basically said to him right after we danced, I'm like, so what worked this week as far as, um, our workload goes, you know? So I said to him, maybe, I think it was like the reverse psychology of, um, me saying how challenging the Samba is and how it's hard not to look awkward, especially for the celebrity men. And I think he was, he already loved the song. So that obviously helps. And then on top of it, I think we just didn't want another hard week, like the waltz the previous week. Um, and so he came in with a different type of attitude into rehearsal and also with more of like a fire up his butt. So he Um, wanted to learn this and he learned it with, um, with energy as opposed to just dreading to learn it. There's two different ways, right? Like my coach would always say this to me. That doesn't work. Yeah. Well, that's why my coaches would get mad at me would be because like I wouldn't turn it on until I would compete and that's just too late. And I had to learn the hard way when I was younger, but obviously I snapped out of it. And I think it's important. Like what you do in the rehearsal space is exactly what you're going to um, execute on show night. And you can just tell if someone's rehearsed or not. Yeah. Because if you're only kind of half-assing it when you're in rehearsal, you're, you're basically building up bad habits and you know, obviously, until you know the But footwork. AJ, because you're a boy bander, sometimes you do half-ass it in a nice no, way. Yeah, I'm no, being no, very listen. respectful. That's that's how I've always done it. Like, right, like when we get to production rehearsals, which is usually like a week or two before we're going to go live, is when I go full out. But when we're learning everything, because we're in there for eight hours a day, I'm like, I'm not going to kill myself. I'm going to learn it. I'm going to get it in my body. I'm gonna, and, and no, then we I'm, need I'm you to kill yourself. Good. But... 
we have less than half of that time uh, every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, we actually only have until Thursday. Yeah, we, we have, have to two shoot days these to wides. Learn, really, that's it. We have two days. <laughs> yep. Tuesday, Wednesday, that's it, and then it's the yeah. wide, and you know. So yeah, no, I'm 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 definitely going to bring what I brought this week into, or now last week, I guess you could say. I'm going to bring it into this week with the same attitude of just, I want to learn. I want to learn. Or we should just go into it like, we don't know what's going to happen this week. We're just taking this one day at a time. Meh. I'll, yeah, I'll just go in meh. I, I like <laughs> I like the approach of just putting a little extra Cholula on there. Yeah, you got to put a little well, extra sauce on the Well, it's now past halfway of the competition. So now it sucks in a way that you got three nines because there's only one way to go or one down way to go. Or we are lucky enough to have a back-to-back like we did the last two weeks, which was eights and eights. But again... We should aim for 110. I like that. I like that. What so okay, so let's 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 manifest for one That means your perfection. What huh? is that so what's the new so we we got three nines, now you're a diehard Backstreet Boy fan, you're part of the BSB army. If we get one ten, now what? Now you pay me. <laughs> no, I, maybe I You're welcome. Maybe I can I would borrow like an extra, one of I would like some tip. I can borrow one of Matt's iguanas. For like a no way, days. Matt would never let you borrow an borrow how, an iguana. Is, yeah, just borrow it for my kids to play with or whatever. I don't know. You that can would be maybe bad. borrow a tortoise. Oh, a tortoise would be cool. So Cheryl, how about one of his bearded dragons? Just kidding. What? That's cool. So Cheryl, going from student to teacher, right? Do you find yourself uh, kind of at times emulating whoever your most uh, influential teacher was? You, oh yes, I'm you, totally him. Do you ever mm-hmm. stop? You know, like once in a while, AJ and I will say, "Oh my God, I sound like my dad." Yeah. Oh my God, yes. I sound like my mom. Do you do you go? I'm between that? my mother and my dance coach, and those two are fierce. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hundred percent my mother. I my my wife said this to me last night, and I was oh no 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 it wasn't last night it was probably about five days ago when I sat down to write out my steps right. And I'm sitting down on the couch and all I did was just cross my legs and I was writing, but I have my glasses on and she starts laughing. I'm like, what is so funny? She goes, oh my God, you are your mother. And I'm like, what am I doing? That's my mom. She's like, I don't know. It's just every bit of your energy. It's (laughs) sorry, microphone. It's just like, I I guess it was my energy or something. I don't know, but I am definitely. Maybe it's the crossing of the legs and the way you're writing. I do that anyways. Like that's got nothing to do with my mom, but. So tell me about writing your steps. Oh, I'm making him. By the way, every time he has written his step. And and mind you, I'm the one choreographing it. I still write it down. I'm writing it down. Explain that. I've I've only done it twice. Yeah. Okay. And And both both times I did it. Yeah. I basically didn't really miss a step. I did it for the quick step and I did it for the samba. And it's You did it for the waltz too. I did do it for the waltz, which But not as a detailed. No, no. But it's that kind of like it's like memorizing lines. Okay. You know, the more you say it out loud, you know, repetition, repetition, right? Right, right. But when you write something out, somehow subconsciously you retain it. So tell Better. me, tell me how because you you know I used to dance 
uh, professionally, but I've never written anything down. No, dude, <laughs> what do you literally write? No, Tell me so what. So, like, I would write. Okay. So he, because so his main issue is transferring his weight from foot to foot, a hunt like fully transferring yeah. his weight. So we're trying to fill out that music, and that's like something that let's say Neve has over AJ is the agility and moving and transferring his weight from foot to foot. But what happens? What tends to happen is when AJ dances with me, he tends to dance between two feet, which makes him look stiff and stuck okay so i'm still dying to know how it would look on the page he writes it down let's say it's forward side back then he has to underneath it write down r l r right left right or or the way i did this particular dance i did it with right and left and also counts because there's a way to count the samba it's like one and two i gotta check that count like it's like like what what is it what is it when we do the first slingshot what would that count? What's be? the counts? What's the count? So let's see: five, six, seven, eight. One and two and three and four. One and, uh, two. Or, but and, yeah. so and is equals a half beat as uh, oh, a quarter beat. But we're, literally, we're getting scientific no, but dude, here. It really helps. Yeah, that's like, crazy. I mean, it took two pages for this routine. So you have you write out your steps to <laughs> exactly. where up here, even without you moving. Yes. You get it in your head. Yes. yes. Because you know what? We should be able to sit here and sing it together, basically. That's yeah. amazing. And be you like, guys. like we could, we should be like, bachucata, 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 botafogo, slingshot, one, Fuga de chow. a two, Fuga de chow. right, left, right. <laughs> you, can, you know, I have Benny to. Hanna, Benny Hanna, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, Chris Shell's here, you guys. Oh, well, okay, you guys, we're going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we have a very special guest, one of our partners in crime on Dancing with the Stars, Miss Beautiful Chrishell. woman. Stouse, and uh, we'll be right back with Chrishell. So tune in, y'all. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How come I don't see her? Because she's not in yet. Oh. She's, she, she's in the waiting room. Rose gold iPhone? <laughs> Sounds about right. But is it rose gold? That's the question. I love rose gold. I'm obsessed. Like you all dark my whole way. You don't. a nightclub. Uh, uh, no. Where are you? Oh, there, there you, you are. are. She, she is, is she in a limo? Wait, where? I also can't hear them. Oh, I need it. Hold on. Are <laughs> where are you, darling? Where are you, Chriselle? Can she, can she hear us? How yeah, about that? I... You still sound very muted. I just want to know where she is right now because it looks like hella fun. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> love her. I Best freaking love you. Podcast ever. <laughs> ever. It's amazing. And she's eating. It's. <laughs> she's definitely at a sushi bar. Yeah, she's at a sushi bar for sure. Okay, I'm gonna call Gleb, but Gleb is with Chriselle. One second. So I'm okay, gonna, I'm gonna text call Vernon right and tell him how bummed I am. He's gone. I'm very bummed. Oh, he just ignored my call. <laughs> Honestly, you, I'm trying. Do you want me to try to see about getting Vernon? Oh, that would be yeah. interesting. That would be. Let me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Let's and I'll just make say, like, feel normally, good. You yeah. Know? He's calling in yeah, right no, no. now, guys. By the way, I thought it was his best dance tonight. So. so did I. Honest to God, I really did. Oh. Hey. What's up, buddy? Hey, yeah. You gotta turn your camera on, buddy. Hello. There, there you, you are. are. There's hey, that yeah, handsome yeah. face. Look at that <laughs> handsome punum right there. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, buddy. Thanks for thanks for hopping on, man. I really, really appreciate it, dude. We all do. Can yes, we first we just definitely say do. last how, minute, especially. Yes. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thanks for having me. Can we say how bummed you guys are? Yeah, dude. Like yes. I both me and Cheryl are both super freaking bummed that you're going home like not OK. And your package made me cry tonight. Oh, my God. By I, the way. As I was um, we were watching because like we could barely see right where we're sitting. We could barely see the screens right when they air the package. And then all of a sudden I'm just stretching and then I turn and poor AJ is crying. No, oh, because like <laughs> it's, you're you're dedicating this to it was your grandfather. Beautiful. It was beautiful. And, you know, I for for me, my my grandparents, mainly my grandmother was everything to me. I mean, she took me to every audition she picked me up from school every day. Like she was 
everything to me. And she was actually a singer and a great piano player, but had stage fright. So she never, never pursued any kind of career. But I felt this really like you and I have bonded this whole time anyways, but like this really like hit fucking home for me. So, and I, I thought this was your best. I thought dance it was your yet. best dance Vernon, by far. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. How are you feeling? You know, I feel good. Uh, I'm really going to miss uh, bonding with Peter. She was amazing. You know, I had to shed a, free, a few tears when we were doing our interview because I'm going to miss her. Uh, you know how it is. You create a, cultivate a relationship and, you know, it's something you get used to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like an everyday thing. It's seven days a week for the last, what, it's been nine weeks because of three weeks of training yeah. on top of yeah. the six weeks. And, yeah. and then you're like, then what? Then what's happening? So, I mean, <laughs> it's, did you expect anything or were you, how are you feeling? Like, how are you, how did you feel about your dance? Your cha-cha? I felt good. I, I felt really comfortable. I felt like I was out there and I wasn't thinking too much. Mm-hmm. And it was the first week where I really felt like that. Dancing is extremely hard. And, you know, I have so much respect to every dancer, especially ballroom dancing. It's, uh, it's, it's quite the challenge. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a lot of work. Yes, it does. And e- yeah. e- even though I have, a, you know, a form of dance background, it's still hard as crap for me. Like, it's dude. almost like goes against, I keep saying like, I wonder if it's easier because I, mm-hmm. you know, I dance with a lot of athletes and, um, you know, I've had my share of football players, basketball players, you name it, <laughs> um, after being on for like 23 seasons. But um, I find that when people I, I have previous dance experience, it actually can almost work against them more than for them because ballroom's so different, right? Just because you can dance right. hip hop or at a club, that does not mean you can ballroom dance. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. 100% true. Vernon, so I'm Renee. We we have a little podcast here that we've been doing. And I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, Sort of our theme of our podcast is sort of overcoming challenges. You know, all of us here have all kind of hit a bottom and had to turn things around. You know, so we talk about, honestly, anything and everything under the sun that's challenging is this is is dancing with the stars something for you that you'll always cherish? Is 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 it did it did it make you look deeper inside some of the challenges um, of yeah. learning new dances? Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to say so. It's it's pretty high up there because I, you know, I don't know how to dance. I was always the guy in the locker room who was watching the other players dance because I had no rhythm. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> that doesn't look like. That's not what you showed That's us. That's not what you, you showed have, everybody. You out. definitely hey, have rhythm. You do. So I'm going to have to give Peter all the credit because, <laughs> I mean, she took me out of my comfort zone and it's been truly amazing. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, it's been truly amazing. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade this journey for anything. Yeah. So it's... I just got to talk football with you, man. I just because, you know, first of all, I just want to say thank you again for being so gracious, taking a picture for one of my daughter's friend's parents, who is the biggest fan of yours. Like, they, she, like, baked me a cake, like, the next day. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a sweet <laughs> nice. little deal right here. I like this. Um, oh, no, man, I, I was just curious because, like, I was never the, the, the biggest football fan years and years ago. I learned about football, no shit, from playing Xbox. 
I learned about players. I learned about teams. I learned what the word audible meant. I didn't know what the hell that <laughs> meant. I was like, if someone said audible, I'm like, Gesundheit. What? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But I got to say, like, what, what, do you, what are your feelings of, like, the state of the NFL, where it's at now? Like, just all of – just the whole thing as a whole. Like, where, what are your feelings about the NFL right now? I think it's a tough situation for players, not only for players, but their families as well, because, you know, these players have to worry about going in the locker room, doing their job, and going back home and transferring this this virus to their family. So it's right. it's a tough place to be in. And a lot of these guys, they need the money. They need the job, yeah. you know, especially right. during this time. So it's a it's you know, my I just my prayers go out to them and I hope that this thing gets better because I just want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to be safe. And um, I want these guys to get what they deserve when it comes to uh, their career. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, man. I mean, you know, it's, it is interesting watching, watching sports now and just watching how they're, they're slowly trying to integrate people, fans to come watch the shows or not shows. But you know, watch yeah, the actual game. Sorry, yeah. I'm still. I'm but still that's in the dance thing. Mode. But see, I was just thinking like, too. You guys have a team, so meaning more than two people. So it must be easier, I think, if we were to compare the two, because like we're performing, right? Whether it be football or ballroom. But like with me and one other person on the floor, I mean, I hear, I literally can hear the judges breathe down my neck after we like during our dance. You know, it's so it it actually is really challenging for me not to have an audience. Um, I can't even imagine for football, but because you guys are loud with each other, I mean, do you think that it affects the players at all? Um, I do. I think it affects some of the players because you have some some guys who are who feed off that energy. They need the energy come game day. Then you have some guys who just, hey, they, they're who they are, whether it's practice, whether it's game day, it doesn't matter. So I think it does have a huge effect on certain guys. Yeah. How about you personally? How do you think it would affect you? Would you think you'd miss the crowd or do you bring your own energy? How to how would that work with you if you were still playing, do you think? I think I would miss I think I would miss the crowd. I think it's 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 it definitely adds to the day. You know, that's what we play for. We play for the fans. We yeah. play for the yeah. excitement of that day, the fireworks, the the fans yelling your name and going out there, people wearing your jersey. And yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't even look up and, and see your jersey at all. Yeah. I mean, that's the same you know? thing with me. Like when, you know, coming into this with no audience, when my bandmate Nick did this, did the show five years ago, that place was packed, you know, and now coming in with no audience and me coming off of a sold out tour that we just finished, you know, it's, it's so surreal, you know, because like you said, I feed off the energy too. I, I need to, have it's it's not even about external validation it's just no i enjoy it's noise the yeah. energy you know like yeah. that's what makes me want right. to keep my energy level at the highest degree um i just got so what, what i just gotta ask really quick sorry who's your team this season who you rooting for brother come on you know what i'm rooting for the Denver Broncos as well as the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. where I'm from, the Bay Area. I play for it. Okay. Yeah. I'm married into a Steelers family, so I have no choice. I have to go Steelers. And two of my best friends, one of them's from uh he's from the Green Bay area, so he made me an honorary owner because that team is owned by the fans. 
Um, oh, nice. So I, when, um, but here's the thing: when that's when they come over, I'm a Green Bay fan. When they're not coming over to the house, I gotta stick to my Steelers, otherwise I'm gonna get yelled at by my wife. My husband's playing fantasy football, so he's really into these uh, football games at the moment. But I have a quick question for you: What if you were to name something that Peta taught you during this journey that you've had together? What would that be? He taught me to. Hmm, gosh, I learned so much from Peta. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out where should I start with this. Um, she taught me that you can be, you can be a coach and you can also be nice. There's a lot of coaches out there who aren't perceived as nice coaches, but not only is she nice, she, she can be tough at times, but she does it in a way where you almost want to do, you want to come through for her because mm-hmm. she's so nice. Yeah. You know, she's firm. You know what Tot- I mean? It's no, just, I totally get it. Yep. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, she's she amazing. really is. She's got so much. She's so patient um, and that Australian yeah. accent. And she's just so self-deprecating that you got to love her for it. She yeah. just like doesn't take herself too seriously, even though she's perfect. Right. Like she's just like perfect body, perfect dance moves, perfect everything. <laughs> and then, But then yet she's like not afraid to be a nerd sometimes. You know, I, love yeah. her, love her. I can I can um, definitely relate to that, too. I just on just on one end with, you know, Cheryl is that I always want to make her proud. You know, like Aww. we are a team, you know, it's not just me going out there because Lord knows I couldn't do half this shit by myself <laughs> at all. She could do it right. in her sleep, but we are a team, you know, so I can totally relate, you know, wanting to wanting to make your make your partner proud, you know, because oh, they're, I'm proud of you too, AJ. So. Vernon, oh. what's what's next for you, honey? What's next? Well, AJ can probably test this. We, we chatted about um some projects that I have on the table as far as acting. I did two feature films already where I was. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. I have like three shows that I'm working on. Oh, right wow. Now. Um, yeah. And like, uh, I'm doing a movie called chariot in January. Uh, that's going to be a fun one, a fun movie. Once we finish getting all the attachments together, it's going to be uh, a big budget film. That's um, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just, just you're hustling. And, you're getting it. You're, yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. And so what do you do tomorrow? So some of those with you. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Fingers there crossed. you go. Yeah. 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 That's. I said, what, what's next? So like, what's tomorrow? What's tomorrow like for you in your in your schedule? Oh. Do you go straight into shooting or? Oh, no, I'm going straight into meetings and talking about some concepts. I have. That's right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So just meetings and yeah, that's pretty much it. Meetings all day. Well, we're going to miss you so much, Vernon. Yeah, Seriously, it's not going to be the same. Your smile lights up the ballroom floor. It Seriously. It really does, dude. Oh, thank you. So cute. Thank you. You I are good, that. good people, man. Yeah. And I will yeah. definitely stay in touch, brother. And, um, dude, travel safe and be safe. And Thank uh, you so much for doing this last yeah. minute. Thank yeah, man. You. Very oh, gracious. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Don't thank be you. a stranger, brother. Love you, man. Okay. See All you right, soon. Bye. Very All gracious. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Later, bro. Cheers. Okay. So, Chriselle. Hi. Hi. Hey. Chriselle. Chriselle. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, my podcast. gosh. It's so nice to hear your voice. I yes. want to be where you are. Where are you right now? I am at Koi right now. Oh, see, oh. I was going to I, I was going to guess I that. I wish you guys were here. I wish Same. you guys were here. Koi oh, my God. I, that that was my spot back in season two, like in uh, whenever year that was. 2006, I used to go to Koi every night. Oh, my God. Cheryl, you burn the floor. I have no doubt. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for joining us, darling. It's it's uh, AJ and Cheryl and my mentor of twenty years, Renee. Um, welcome, welcome. Yes, of course, you guys are literally like the most like. I mean, 
obviously the most iconic couple of the whole season. Stop. I'm oh, honored that you want to even talk to me. Let's be honest. I love you guys so much. Every single week, you are the people that I, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. I'm intimidated and yet love you no. all so much at the same time. Well, you well, are. Well, you know what? I have to say, Chriselle, you, um, your dance tonight. I thought it was your best dance of the whole season. Agreed. And um, oh, I so literally much. like got chills just watching you uh, perform. I watched more of your dress rehearsal than I did the live show. But um, after like watching your package, you know, how did you feel? You know, were you listening to your package? Because I always tell, I literally had to tell. AJ, right before we dance, I was like, stop listening to your package. I was like, focus, focus, you know, because sometimes it can throw people off. How did you feel? Right. Well, to be honest with you, it was weird. It was like one of those things where it was like, it's contemporary, right? You want to be emotionally connected to your dance, right? And that will help you. But because of the element and the dramatic nature in which, you know, my, my, it's not like I'm talking about something where you know like something hurt my feelings i mean my parents died so it's i'm so sorry it's um still really raw thing you know my mom just passed in july and Mm -hmm. so it's just a very fresh wound that i haven't 100 percent like gotten to a place where i can just talk about no totally in a a way so i just like i was a little nervous you know to be honest with you it's just very fresh so I just, uh, I try to like kind of blend the two. Like I wanted to be emotionally connected. So it was like, I wasn't trying to block my ears. No, but I was right. also like really trying to stay connected with the club and like really be focused with him. So it was a little, I had to find it a middle ground yes. to be honest with you it was beautiful by the way it I mean, really was. it was just it was because it, it meant more than just this dance right it was the emotion behind it which Completely. was just really um, beautiful to watch so and also Chriselle I, I, so I just want to say to you that I admire you very very much um, your story is remarkable I know you shared a few weeks back about you know, being homeless and living in a trailer and all these things. And now where you are today um, is such a great story to show young women out there that literally you can achieve anything that you put your mind to. And literally you can, you can have, you can have the world and you are one of those people that literally I admire so much because you are so strong. You're such an independent woman and you set and and you set a great example for young for young ladies out there and i and yeah, you really me do. being a father of two of, of of two young girls we need more people like you okay, telling well, your story being as vulnerable as you've been setting a great example for the younger generation that's out there right now so hats off to you for that i just wanted to get that is that gleb's voice oh that i hear right next to you is that gleb that sounds like yes gleb. i'm at a i'm at tell, a table tell, yes. Let, let me have a couple people. words with that. Glad okay, hold on one second. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> You're with the top okay, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Gleb, I expect you to never ignore my call again the next time it's I call Keo, you, please. It's Keo. It's not Gleb. Oh. Don't talk to me like that. It's oh, Keo. it's Keo. Keo. I love you, Keo. Keo, Keo. you're great. <laughs> Keo, you're the best. Sorry. I'm so sorry. But tell tell your friend Gleb, because I know you're there okay. with him, no, Gleb, to never no, ignore on, my on, call on. again. Okay, my girl, Shelburne. No, nope, not your girl. No, that's not what you do. No, not my girl. No, but but wait, hold on, Gleb. Next time I call you, please don't press the ignore. 
Answer. I'm Answer kidding. Like I'm kidding. I love you. I love you. I love you. Listen, we went right after you, and I was like watching your whole dance. AJ, you can murder that. Like, shimmy, shimmy, shit, whatever shimmy. you guys did. It was so insane. I was like, Thank I've you. never seen so such an intense samba. Like, and it was like, Cheryl, you did such a good, great, great Aww. job with the choreography. AJ, Thank you. You killed it. Thank you, brother. Every single step. It was so musical, it was so rhythmical. It was just, you know, it's like the most important thing in samba is like when you, like your body takes over the music and you produce that rhythm through your body. And I was like, oh shit, we got to go after them. That was great. <laughs> By the that way, though, awesome. Gleb, I, you guys were beautiful. It was your best yes, dance you this season for sure. Yes. No, thank you. Really? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. This, who you. just for said really? Who job. said really? Keo just said really? Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, he said really. I don't know what he said really. But oh, you guys are crazy! Really. I love you. He thanks so for and thanks for talking to I love us. You too. Yes. Say hi to your fans you here on Pretty Messed Up. You're on our podcast. Yes, you're on a podcast right now. Pretty messed Yay, up. Say hi to all guys, your fans. Vote for us. Vote for Chriselle. Two one five two three. Text Chriselle. Uh, dot abc.com. That's and, right. That's yeah, right. Get it. Get favorite. it. Get That's it, right. I love you. Up, let me talk to Chriselle again. Sure don't edit it and cut it. Yes. Let's okay. talk okay. to Chriselle sure, one more time, sure. buddy. All right, man. Okay. Later, bro. Oh, oh my gosh. Over. Hi, guys. Hi. I'm back. Chriselle. Can Chris- I, I didn't get to properly respond to the lovely words Sorry. that AJ and Cheryl, you both said to me. I just, listen, I'm not a dancer. I just, like, really quickly, I just want to say, as someone that <laughs> truly looks up to both of you so much and in so many ways i really appreciate that you say that because there are only you know like i just it meant a lot tonight to just be emotionally connected and to do something for my mom and my dad and and just to have you you guys who i actually respect as actual dancers say that it just means a lot so thank you so much you're very welcome oh, we love you so much Chriselle. seriously and you know i always look forward you have improved so much throughout the competition you so have. keep it going don't listen to any negativity because this show can sometimes you know it's like one big mind f- sometimes so just keep keep looking forward you know and one step at a time you got it yeah. girl Chriselle, this Thank is you so much Chriselle, this is renee i'm one third of this podcast yes he is um and we talk about, in our podcast, we talk about overcoming challenges and not giving up because all three of us, that's our story. We've all crashed and burned and pieced it back together. So as far as being in awe, we're in awe of you and your story. Are you are you living the dream right now? Are you pinching yourself? A hundred percent. I feel like, you know, at this point, you know, I knew, I knew what my, you know, abilities were coming into this instead of surpass the halfway point and really you know be going into halloween week but then i love halloween so much it's my favorite holiday it's mine too um, i i'm just you know i'm super grateful every I, there's not gonna be one week you know i you know there have been many weeks to be honest with you if i 100 percent honest with you guys but you know listen I, I i'm not a dancer so i'm trying my best i have heart but i don't you know there there's going to be certain things that I can't, you know, surpass other people in that just have natural ability. But it's with. not just and a that, dance and, competition, and, you know, it's, 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 it's exactly what you're doing, which is like being vulnerable and bringing people along on your journey. And yeah. it's beautiful. 
Well, thank you so. Honestly, means so much. I just like listen. I have a lot of heart. I want to be here as long as I can, but I, you know, I'm realistic about it. So I just, I'm, I'm grateful for every day that I'm here, and I just, I, you know, I take it day at a time. That's how I'm exactly. Amen, sister. Amen. Michelle. <laughs> Hello. I'm sorry. Maybe it cut out. I'm so oh. sorry. I'm trying to hear the rest of what you said. I apologize. I didn't hear the last half. Are you there? Yes. Yes. We're still here, darling. Um, listen, we we do have to let you go now, but I do want to say thank you so much. Thank for you, Michelle. We love you. Out. We love of you. Of course, I'm so sorry. I oh, it's okay. I, I'm sorry. To- no, please. All good. No, all no. good. Please and don't we got apologize. And Keo, thank you for so following like, through you know, and still a, coming on. Yeah, coming on yeah. our podcast. We love you. You're yes, going to be amazing you. next week. Can't wait to see your dance. Thank you guys. Yes. Of course. Thank you, darling. Have a great night. Time. Be safe. Thank you guys. Bye. Talk to you Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you. Okay, bye. And that happened. That so, was very 2020. Let's just say, expect the unexpected on Pretty Messed Up. Um, yes. You know. But yes, it reminded me of my days. Seriously, I used to go to Koi every single week after Monday and Tuesday nights back in the day. So this was taking it back down memory lane. Gotta love it. Well, listen, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to uh, check out a couple of your emails. We got inundated again with so many questions. And thank you guys for sending in these questions. So we'll be right back on iHeartRadio Pretty Messed Up. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you guys, we are back on iHeartRadio, Pretty Messed Up podcast with myself, Cheryl Burke, and Renee Elizondo. Um, I want to say thank you to uh, my boy Vernon Davis for joining us tonight, as well as Chriselle Staus. Yes, uh, thank and you. Gleb and Keo. It was like and Keo, you guys, it, we had made it a DWTS night. Oh my god, mm. it was a full-on partay live from Koi in Hollywood. Actually, yes, yeah, it was. right. Um, so we got some questions from some of our listeners that we wanted to yes. uh, get to. So uh, let's see who we got here. We have from Jenna. Uh, we will still see your craziness and sexiness on stage, or was that because you weren't sober? What? Oh. Will we Basically, she's asking you if you're still going to be sexy dancing around on stage or not because you weren't sober or right. because you weren't. So- yeah, I think. Yeah. Do you understand? I think I understand. <laughs> Basically saying. Will you still be sexy? Will I still be sexy sober? Yes. Sexier. Now he's got some sexy sexier. Hips. Sexier. Yes. Sober. Sober sexy. Um, Sober is sexy. Sober is the new sexy. Sober is the new sexy. It is. Yes. It really is. Um, Let's be clear. I think it looks good on me, and it looks good on Very you, good. Cheryl, and it looks great Thank on you, you handsome. <laughs> As you said, Three sexy sobers. Like Soberly hey, sexy. Compared to the not-so-sexy, like, drunk every night. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, All God. Right, Renee. Oh, no. Sorry. This one's for you, Cher Bear. <laughs> My first question is for Cheryl. What situations trigger or tempt you when you find yourself in those situations? What do you do? Well, meaning like trigger as far as just emotionally trigger. We're going to go there. Something physical that triggers you. Um, Yeah. So I used to have jealousy issues, right? And control issues. And I think a lot of that came from um, me using and um, also drinking a lot. Um, I became, I started to believe my own thoughts and reality and would make stuff up in my head. So as far as a trigger goes, um, you know, back then I wasn't able to control it that much, you know, and now that I've been sober, I've been able to work on myself and separate my thoughts, um, as much as I can. I mean, it's still very challenging for me to do so, but now that feeling of like, jealousy or comparison or like how come this person has something that I don't you know has uh, definitely faded quite a lot since um, I've been sober so man you're touching on really big subjects there no I know sorry I'm really deep no 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 no, but but seriously I think it's cool because what you said like it I don't know why it like had me thinking what I did back in my relationships 
years ago was, and I'm just going to be really blunt. I would ask the girl I was dating every detail of their ex mm. down to mm-hmm. penis size, how many oh, times wow. they'd have sex, yeah. all to compare no, myself. It. And then it, and then you know whatever it, I could do to make myself feel like less than. Hey, you Jay, know do I mean? you do you remember when you told me? Uh, I, we won't mention names, but you told me I asked and I said. Don't ever ask. Yeah, well, you're, don't, yeah, you're, yeah, don't. you're like, why would you do that, dude? It's Tell like yourself. self-sabotage. It's because oh, like, it we know we're going to feel icky and like we're going to be jealous. It's almost like, yeah. why are we wanting to know this? It's really none of our business. Exactly. But you know that jealousy part, right? It's It, it cannot be fixed by manipulating our partner into doing exactly what we no want way. them yes. to do. It's impossible, right? Because even if they're standing right in front of you, you could start to imagine wait who are you thinking about right right there's no, no but then you go it. crazy and then right because it's like they may not even be thinking about this but really you have to just love yourself that's well at the end of the day that's yes. it I, you know it all comes from a place i remember when i was really jealous and really insecure it it was like i would cheat on me if i could that's how much totally. i hated myself you <laughs> yes, know <laughs> i hear you that's hilarious dude <laughs> that's actually really funny yeah i mean uh, it's not funny but i hear but no, you like, but it I is funny oh, oh, yeah. it's funny in a tragic way okay yes. this is all, so this is a second question from melissa and i already know i'm gonna she, i'm gonna ask you the question because yeah, it's I know for you AJ. answer to one of these parts of this question already yes i'm actually curious to hear your answer so um this is also from melissa to aj if touring is a trigger temptation for you have you already started to begin coming up with a game plan for the pending tour next year to continue on your path of sobriety during the tour Good question. Well, Cheryl's answer is I shouldn't go on tour. No, 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 no. That's not my answer. I never said that. Cheryl and I spoke about it. And, you know, there is something out there for a lot of addicts that are in the music business that travel that are called sober companions, um, you know, which is helpful. But at the same time, you know, in my mind, I don't really want to have a babysitter, number one. But that's your perception. But. I can tell you this much. If God willing, knock on wood, by the time we do go back on the road, I am still sober and I've worked my 12 steps and I get to my meetings every day and I talk to my sponsor every day, I think I will be great to go on the road. But here's the thing. I will fly out sober friends to come out and spend a couple weeks here and there with me. I will have my family out. And, you know, we talked about this right before the actual podcast started. There's meetings everywhere all over mm-hmm. the world. So there's no excuse that if I can't catch my Zoom one, if I'm in a city, there's going to be a meeting. Make the time and go to a meeting. And Cheryl, the the truth is if you want to be sober, yes, you could be I sober know. anywhere in any corner of the world with any tribe under any sky. Yep. It, it, but can you still get triggered though? Well, well, here's here's the thing. If you're not working a program, right? If you're not doing the like stuff <laughs> If you're not doing the stuff that keeps you safe and protected, of course you're going to be triggered. But keep in mind, think of all the musicians that have gotten sober mm. and toured the world or did, you know, stay stays over in Vegas and they're, yeah. they're, they don't yeah. relapse. Once you want this thing, no, honestly, totally. 100%. once you want it, there, there is no such thing as... There's no option. You, you look at it, you, you, someone can offer you a drink. I think I've said this before. And... It, to you, it's like, 
I don't miss suicidal depression. Thank you very much. I'm doing just fine. Yeah. It mm-hmm. doesn't look appealing when right. when the champagne goes walking by. It just doesn't, you well, know, because you're enjoying your life now, finally. Yeah, there was a- but I do believe you are who you hang out with still, you know, and I think there's nothing wrong with bringing, it's not a babysitter, like a sober companion. You're yeah, absolutely, you look, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. As you get sober, stay sober, and you start to live a different life, you honestly stop wanting to hang out with people that aren't good for you. Yeah, exactly. You just, it's no longer appealing to you. Look, when I wanted to escape my own life, right, I would look for other people that are trying to escape their life, and I would be buddies with them, and our our glue would be the drink and the drug. Once, totally. once you, you Once you no longer want to escape your own life, you find other people that don't want to escape their own life. So, so the allure of hanging out with what we call lower companions it, it is no longer alluring anymore. It actually me, turns you off. Let me rephrase the word babysitter because that's the word I used to use. But mm-hmm. I would say, like, you know, I look up to people like Renee and my other sober friends that have 15, mm-hmm. 16 mm-hmm. years. They can go anywhere by themselves mm-hmm. and they're fine. Why? Because they continue to work a solid program. And like he said, because they want to stay sober. Right. You know, I got asked yesterday when I did my little GMA interview, the journalist just flat out said, so tomorrow, if, if you finish the show and da da da, and somebody asks you, Hey, do you want a beer? What is your initial reaction? I said, no, thank you. I don't have to explain why I just say, no, thank you. You know what I mean? I, I, I have the ability and I have the power to if I want to tell you why, I'll tell you why. But I don't need to, you know, air my dirty laundry to some random person that offers no, me a beer. No, totally. You know? Totally. They say no okay, is a that complete makes sense. sentence. Yeah, sentence. no is a complete sentence. Exactly. Hey, uh, um, just quickly, what are you doing over there, AJ? Look what you've done. You've opened up I cabinetry. Yeah, what are you doing? Look at he's opened up cabinetry. He's like know, bouncing really back weird. and I forth. <laughs> I didn't touch it. Um, let's see, you guys, let's move on to Kelly. You okay. want to read this, AJ? Uh, R- Renee, or this Renee? you. Renee, this is you. Read Kelly's question. Oh, where? It's where? on your screen. Okay. Go to uh, your thingamajigger for the chats. This is some serious technology going on. <laughs> from Kelly, I come from a line of alcoholics on my dad's side, including my dad. I have a self-admitted. I am wait. I have a self-admitted addictive personality, so I generally try to steer clear of drinking unless it's my birthday. Hmm. My question. Uh, is do any of you have a family history and of drugs and alcohol, and did this affect your relationship with either of those things? If so, um, how? My dad actually was an alcoholic. My real father, who passed away in two thousand eighteen, March of two thousand eighteen, and um, I would I mean like I just would be around alcohol when I was a little girl then they divorce and then my mom made sure my father was from New York but basically long story short he was an, a very successful attorney in the Bay Area then moved to Thailand to follow his passion which was pussy <laughs> um, yes he owned a bunch of strip clubs in Thailand like literally just loved Asian women and um my mom made sure that I had still developed a relationship with my father. So I was I would go and visit him every couple years with my mom and my mom's new husband at the time, my stepfather, Bob. And my dad would be constantly drinking. He wouldn't drink before 5 p.m. though, but he would only drink after 5 p.m. And he wouldn't be able to see us until 
5 p.m. or later because the alcohol, like he was in such a bad mood if he wasn't drinking. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed as I was getting older that I started to be able to basically drink a lot without getting affected. I had like my dad's stamina, as they say. Mm. Um, And we would bond um, over FaceTime and vodka Mm. a lot when we were there. And I do believe that my mom, on the other hand, no, no family history, but I do think I get my addictive personalities from my father. I just want to go back to something you said. You said your stepdad's name is what? Bob, Robert. Interesting fun fact. Do you know what my what? dad's name is? Shut up. Your stepdad's Bob. Robert? My real Bob? dad. My real no. dad's name is oh, Bob. Will, really? Robert McLean, yes. Bob McLean wow. is my real dad. Do Robert that's creepy. Uh, my uncle um, wasn't or is an alcoholic. Um, I don't know if he's sober or not. We haven't spoken in about 15 years, oh, wow. unfortunately. Um, I do want to, at some point, rekindle a relationship with him. Um, mm-hmm. cause he was a lot like a dad to me when my dad left when I was three. But, um, you know, I'm one of those skeptics out yeah. there that unless it's medically proven that it's a genetic disposition, yeah. I don't necessarily believe that alcoholism is a genetic disposition, well, but mm. I do believe that you are a product of your environment. Number one, but it's a disease, right? It is a disease we of can the all mind. agree on yes. that. And it's a disease of the body. Um, so Again, I, I was a late bloomer. I didn't pick right. up alcohol till I was Same. 25 years old. And 30 21. for me. I was 30. You're 31? No, I was 21, 21. when I, I, when I actually got drunk for the first time. I was okay. 21, but I guess that's normal. Did, I mean, you I know saw this? my uncle drunk a couple times, but I was never around anyone else in my family. This is, this is an know? ongoing sort of debate yes, that people absolutely. have, right? Is it nature? Is it nurture? Right, but Nature. I think it's important to put out there though that alcoholism is a disease because not a lot of people believe that. A hundred percent. And here, here's what it comes down to. Right, it, it, the question is: Is it nature? Is it nurture? And the truth is, nobody knows absolutely for sure. Right. I do know that in order for us to get sober and be comfortable in our own skin, we had to go back into our history. To, fi- to sort out a lot of traumas, right? Yes. A lot of traumas that happened to us um, with or without our permission, you know? Yes. We, we definitely, like my dad, my dad could drink half a glass of beer once a, a, a year, right? My mom doesn't drink at all. So I can't sit here and say, um, well, I saw my parents drinking. They didn't drink at all. They didn't do drugs yeah. at all. Yeah. But... And I can tell you that out of in my family, uh, three of us turned out to be addicts, right? There was oh. a total of five. Three of us were turned out to be addicts. My sister is not, right? And uh, my other brother who passed away wasn't either, at least actively, right? So I thought I wasn't for a long time because I didn't drink, didn't do any of it, but once I started drinking, I realized how much I loved the effect. Right. Right. Yes. I love the effect. I hate, I still to this day hate the taste of alcohol. So do I. But I absolutely love the effect. You I, know, I was so very quiet. I. Like, um, I did it more, I think I did it more for social purposes, just to be able to be around people. Well, and it's new definitely people. that. It's a social lubricant social for sure. Social acceptance. And yeah. you want to, and, and it's that, I, you know, I just want to fit in feeling, even though we're fitting in with the wrong crowd. 
But in that time, in in that mindset, we think we're fitting in with the. But right it was time. able, like I get, I get you guys, I get so much anxiety just going to red carpet. Still to this day, sober. Right. Like so, I don't, I don't necessarily. So I would drink my, you know, I drink before I would co-host E once in a while. You know, I mean, it would be the, a constant thing. And the truth is, is alcohol breaks down your inhibitions, right? Uh, it, anxiety comes from feeling very self-aware of a place, right? What do I, what do I say? What do I do? But the yeah. minute you get a few drinks in you, you're like... You're fine. You're, you're, not, yeah, thinking, you're, 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 not, you're not hearing your thoughts. When I right. drink, I'm you not hearing my thoughts. Yeah. You just said it. That's what it does. It quiets that voice that says you're not good enough and where do I fit in in the yeah. social right. ladder? Instead of... Loving right. that person, yeah. that little girl or boy inside 100%. you, it makes and you doing fearless. it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it and also makes you stupid. And um, and look, it'd be awesome <laughs> if it would have been awesome if you can have one drink, or if I could have had one drink and feel yeah. the effect of that and leave it at that. Unfortunately, it's me as an alcoholic, right. uh, it, it's a progressive disease, and we end up just needing more and more and more until... You know, if we're lucky enough, we get to find a way to stop, and right. we have, thank God. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, but yeah. back to the nature nurture, it's like, for me, it no longer matters. That debate is over for me. I know when I start, I can't stop. Mm-hmm. I know that 100%. Whether it's nature, whether it's nurture, it doesn't even matter to me anymore. You know, mm. it, I, I, alcoholism does run in my family, like on my mother's side. Um, uh, all her brothers were alcoholics and, you know, I don't know what caused that. I, I know that once I found drugs and alcohol, I felt I was good enough for, mm-hmm. you know, while it worked. I feel you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Well, this, should we go to this last yeah, question? Yeah. Cause, cause trust me, I've got so many opinions, but I'm going to, Oh, totally. That, we, yeah. This is a but continuation to be is, continued. But, but that's what's so great about this show is that you're getting three different perspectives all kind of honing in on the same subject. And we're actually getting some content. Right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, we are. Okay, we have one last question coming in from Katie. This is more of a pre-COVID question. Uh, she lives in Green Bay. Go Packs, go. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and it wasn't unusual pre-COVID to see a Green Bay Packer player at the grocery store, movie theater, restaurant, etc. I would say hi in passing, but would never stop them for an autograph or selfie or anything like that. How do you feel about being recognized in public? And is it annoying when people stop you to get a picture or an autograph? Not if you're nice about it. If you're like, no, yeah. I mean, my thing is when you sneak it in, then I get pissed. Yeah. I. How, I what do you mean by sneak it in? Like I'll be at Casa Vega. This is before the pandemic, obviously, yeah. at a table with my friends and we're acting obnoxious or whatever. And you'll see a camera being hidden in between oh, someone's oh, jacket. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's totally that's uncool. Rude. That's, that's, that's different. Up, and then I've made it very, very public. Um, you know, I will always stop and take a picture. Um, yes. I will always stop and sign an autograph. Doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in. You're really good at um, that, by the I, way. I respect our fans greatly because yeah. I wouldn't have a job. I That's wouldn't right. be able to follow my passion and my dreams without the loving fans. But yes. that said, uh, when I'm eating or when I'm with my family, those two times I would like to be res- you know, respectfully left alone. The part that's annoying is when you're eating. Well, can they come up to you after when you're done yes, eating? Yes, but, what, but what's kind of messed up is if you're eating and they come over and, and they're like, hey, AJ, can we get a picture? And I'll be like, yes, let, let, let me finish eating, and then you can you know, get it. They'll sit there and wait 
and yeah. stare until you put your fork down. And the minute the fork's down, they're like right back in your face with a picture. That's kind of hard, kind of hard to eat when someone's staring well, at you. And like, you know, or you could like, just take the damn picture. Yeah, well, that's what I inevitably do now is because I don't want them to sit there and stare. And I also don't right. want them to wait for me because I'm not going to rush my meal. Um, and I think it's funny now when my, when my kids were younger, they, especially Ava, she didn't, she hated it when people would stop me because she would get jealous. Like, you know, this is my dad. Like, why are you taking him away from me now? She wants to be in the picture, which I think is adorable. Like if they want a picture with just daddy, she's like, dad, can I be in the picture? I'm like, Oh, 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 that's so cute. AJ, I I love that your outlook on your fans. It's absolutely true. And I've always, you you know, some of my history, uh, my ex-wife and whatnot, that's the thing for me that meant the most was always the fans. You know, we actually used to call them friend, f- friends, yeah. like friends and fans. And, and the truth is, you know, without them, you're absolutely right. You know, who knows what you'd be doing today, yeah. right? So, no, and, and I've been very true. I've been around you when fans come up to you, you know, sometimes even on the golf course. Remember that wedding that was happening on the yep. golf course? Yep. And, you know, AJ on his turn on the turn after nine we're going to a whole 10 and this whole wedding is right there like all of a sudden he's doing wedding pictures with the yeah. entire like the entire like parade that's, that's amazing though aj and by the way i could tell that you and your boys you, you know you are all just so attainable to your fans and i think that is very um much appreciative on their end but also that explains why you have an army you know and i yeah. think that is really 100%. that just says a lot about you and your boys and how you guys are so grateful for your fans which is very important and yes because without them we're not we wouldn't be here today no, really completely. Yeah. okay listen before we wrap i just want you renee yeah just because you know, Cheryl kind of mentioned her situation with people sneaking pictures. I talked about mine. Can you please tell Cheryl the London story? Oh my God! Because it's the because the way you say it is the greatest. This was a moment like that, but the what, what was, was that, that noise? Is that Chriselle? Just kidding. No, I, I just, <laughs> no. I somehow it says to Cheryl Burke the London story. Don't send for some Stay reason. Stay tuned. Yeah, no, no. Okay, okay so she has to hear it. It's short and it's there, fucking there's, amazing. There's a good chance I'll get a cease and desist from some attorneys, but I'll, I'll tell the story because there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, so um, I just started dating Janet, right, uh, Jackson, and we went to go visit Michael. He was on the bad tour over in Europe, and uh, there we are suddenly in this four-story hotel, and we're with Michael in the presidential suite, and we're playing Uno, right? It's Michael, Janet, Mrs. Jackson, and myself, right? And outside, there's literally thousands of fans just screaming, who do we want? Michael Jackson, when do we want him now? And I look over at them, and it's almost like they don't hear it because, you know, it's a whole different world. From They're used to all this, right? And so after like about 45 minutes, they shifted, right? They said... Who do we want, Janet Jackson? When do we want her now? And she does nothing. She's just, we're still playing Uno, and I'm like tripping out. I'm like, first of all, I was born in a small town in Mexico, and I'm sitting in this room playing Uno with Michael, Janet, and Mrs. Jackson. So crazy. Right? It's just nuts. 
And then all of a sudden, the Jackson fans are also very, you know, what's the word? Ze loyal. Ze zealous and loyal and yes. everything. Yeah. And they know everything about them and their family, who Janet was dating, blah, blah, blah. So after like 30 minutes, you hear, who do we want, Renai? When do we want them now? And I look at them and I said, hey, you know what? This never happens to me. I'm going to go say <laughs> hi to them. <laughs> so I walk over to these double doors up onto the balcony and, and I look over. I can't believe this is happening. They're calling my name, right? And then I look over the balcony and you hear, Renai, get my girl. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> humbling. So I walk back in. They're laughing. They're laughing. Hey, hey Michael, right? does somebody want you? Yeah, like yeah. apparently. That it is was, hysterical. I mean, I remember me. seeing pictures of that, like of all their fans, wherever they would be, just like crowds, like just crowded. It's crazy. I've, I've experienced that. You've was that that's hotel crazy. In no, no, because this was in London. Of Michael oh. outside of a hotel in Munich that we always stay at. No, this was London. Okay. Uh, London. Okay. Um, Speaking of the Jacksons. I, I couldn't tell oh. your accent because your, your, your accent was so good. It was I tell yeah, it was good. <laughs> I know, Speaking right? of the Jacksons, so I guess before Michael passed away or when the show just started, he was a fan of Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, oh, I, bet. And, I bet. And Mrs. Jackson came up to me. She goes, my son was a fan of yours and Derek's and damn girl. You look so much heavier on television than you are in person. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that, was oh my my, that was my that was my run-in with Mrs. Oh Jackson. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was we, great. Hey, you know what? It was a play. We we were doing a tribute to Michael Jackson. That's why they were there. That's oh, awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah, I love well, that story. Thanks, Renee, for yeah, telling that story. Well, and and uh, again, best British accent I have ever. Yeah, heard. really good. Who do we want, Renee? <laughs> Like but, from Australia. Was that like, like Cockney totally slash, slash like, who do we want, Renoy? <laughs> when do we want him now? Like, you you make me sound like a hooligan. Well, he's like, okay. Is it kind boy. of it's like a mixture of Australian and It was English. a little hybrid. It was so, like, or it was New Zealand. Well, we will see you next week on we Pretty Messed Up. We will see you next week. <laughs> Hopefully, we're still on the show next week as well. Um, well, we are, honey bun, because we just got saved. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, but I mean like after... Oh, after because the results, after. After the show. Well, so. let's just get through it yeah, one step at a time. Let's just get through tomorrow. How about that? And you will. You yes. will. So listen, everybody. Thank you guys, everybody out there for tuning in for an, another week of Pretty Messed Up with Cheryl Burke, Renee Elizondo, and myself, AJ McLean. Thank you guys so much. All of you guys, please, please hit Thanks that Thanks to Chriselle again, Chriselle. Yes. Oh, Thanks, yes. Chriselle. Vernon. Gleb Keo. Leb and Keo, yep, our extra, extra, extra special guests. Koi, yeah. we heard a lot of Koi, uh, too. A lot of Koi going on tonight. Yeah, and, thanks, um, Koi, for uh, sponsoring. I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, and, uh, you know, if you guys want to, hit that little sub subscribe button out there and uh, subscribe. What? give us uh, five stars would be great, or give us a star. We're not really sick. And comment, the comment. We yes, would comment. love to hear a review. Yeah. Yeah, okay, not five. eight six, stars. Give six. us six stars. Six okay? stars. Just keep hitting five stars and every time. Keep sending, okay? in, keep sending yeah. in your questions. That's Please. part. That's one of the most fun part of the podcast. It is because that's you guys being real with us and us being able to be real back to you. So thank you guys for listening. And uh, we will see you guys or hear, you'll hear us next week uh, on iHeartRadio. Pretty messed up. Later. <laughs> Follow Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care and we'll see you there.